0: what's up everybody welcome to the knowledgeable gamer podcast for october 9th 2014 i'm your host tyler denzine and over the next few minutes i'm going to make you a bit more knowledgeable about games let's get started Our first news story of the day comes from the Japanese gaming publication Famitsu. Capcom big wig Anno revealed that unless the predecessor achieved two million in sales, it's unlikely that they would produce a second sequel in the series. He goes on to say, for instance, if a game doesn't sell over two million copies, then we'd have to put the brakes on any plans for a sequel. All that means is that we weren't capable enough, and all we can do after that is to reflect on that experience and what we can learn from it and try to apply those lessons on some other title. It's interesting to see uh Hedwig speak so candidly about his sales numbers. I thought it would also be insightful to go ahead and take a look at Copcom's top selling series. So Resident Evil is definitely in, it's Copcom's top selling series and they routinely achieve five million sales. Mega Man's definitely out, but we already kinda knew that. Street Fighter barely been able to hit two million and it's like probably likely to continue. Devil May Cry Probably will continue. Monster Hunter probably will continue. And that's about it. Those are the only games that are consistently selling over 2 million. So some of the things that are definitely out are things like Lost Planet, Commando, Ace Attorney, Breath of Fire, Dino Crisis, kind of obviously, and Final Fight. So if you are a fan of any of those series, and Mega Man, as I mentioned before, if you're a fan of any of those series, then it's unlikely that. Will be seeing a AAA sequel. Hopefully, this news means that they'll be looking more into creating new IPs and generating new sales that way, rather than just decreasing the number of AAA titles they make. In our next news story, there's an absolutely fascinating interview with Ubisoft developers that TechRadar has, and they go on to say a couple of things that may upset a couple hardcore video gamers. For example, a quote is At Ubisoft, for a long time, we wanted to push for 60 frames per second. I don't think that it was a good idea because you don't gain that much from 60 frames per second and it doesn't look like the real thing, he said. It looked really weird, quote unquote. Also he goes on to say, 30 was our goal, it feels more cinematic. 60 is really good for shooters, action adventure? Not so much. It actually feels better for people when it's 30 frames per second. It also lets us push the limits of everything to the maximum. It's like when people start asking about resolution. Is it the number of pixels that you want? If the game looks gorgeous, who cares about the number? This is a really interesting article and a really interesting interview. There's been a lot of debate and a lot of anger in the video gaming world when we found out that both the Xbox One and the PS4 were going to have 900p instead of 1080p on the PS4 and 900 on the Xbox One, which we're somewhat used to by now. The knowledgeable gamer knows that gameplay is what's most important. Whether or not it's 30 or 60 really comes down to personal preference. A lot of PC gamers claim they can tell the difference, but if you're a console gamer, really the 30 to 60 frames per second debate's already over. You're used to 30. What I think is more interesting for gamers is that, firstly, the developers are saying that 30 frames per second is preferable, which is probably not true, and that they talk about the resolution between 900 and the 1080 that gamers expected. There's a popular hashtag, hashtag PS4NoParity. Where gamers are convinced that the PS4 should be running at 1080p, if they downscaled that to accommodate the Xbox One, that's a problem. Don't be mad about the frames per second, be mad about the resolution. And with that, it's already time for today's required reading. It's an article that comes over from Polygon, it's entitled, We Can't Stop Writing About Destiny But You Can't Stop Reading About It. And it's an interesting article I don't always agree with, but it's just a short little article written by Ben over there. He talks about why it is that we keep talking about it. A couple of the reasons that he kind of goes into, and I'll let you read it for yourself, but he talks about how we've signed on to this game for 10 years, we know how much of a budget was put into it, and it does take a long time to beat and to grind through. As I said, I don't agree with all of it, but if you're interested in more Destiny news, or you want to know why you can't stop reading about it, go check it out. Anyway guys, if you enjoyed this all or you learned anything new or maybe it opened up your perspective on video games a little bit, you can always find me at my website at com. You can also find this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Player FM, subscribe to it on iTunes. I'll see you tomorrow.